Welcome to the Success IQ Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs wanting to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson, and this is episode 97. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in the world. I truly hope you are having an amazing week. So, if your week has been anything like mine, mine has been fairly, fairly busy. Last week was absolutely nuts as well. So yesterday I was up in Edinburgh presenting at a networking show with hashtag events. It was a fantastic day. Met some really, really cool people. Uh, did my presentation, which is called Kick Mediocrity in the Nuts, because I don't believe anyone wants to be mediocre. And it went it went down really well. Got some great feedback And it also highlighted the importance of making sure that we're getting out there and meeting new people. Because, you know, at these type of events, there's just generally really cool people to meet. There's prospects, there's possible collaborators, there's all sorts of really interesting things to do. And, um, you know, it's it's a really important part of um, our own development. Uh, going to these sort of events. So I think it's a, a great opportunity. It reminds me of the benefit of networking. I mentioned thank you very much as well for all of the great feedback I've received about the journaling episode last week. Um, really got some great questions, got some great comments. Um, and, you know, some of the questions have also spurred on from from that. So we might revisit that in a later episode as well. But we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about the importance of habits and rituals and making sure that we are implementing them in our lives to make our life easier, increase our performance, and build that success IQ mindset that we are all striving to do in order to achieve that exceptional life that we are pursuing and wanting to enjoy. Habits and rituals are a really interesting thing because I think when I first started, when I first got um, out of my illness and into starting the business, I was trying to run away from the belief of, structures and habits in order to benefit my life mainly because when I was ill I was told a lot of stuff about you know you need to do this you need to manage things you need to put certain rituals in and I was just naturally rebellious rebellious because of where I was mentally um, and physically so bringing starting that and starting into my business I was like no no I need to run away from from structure and and all of this sort of stuff because it's going to sap my creativity. It's going to, you know, pull me away from embracing my natural gifts and all of that stuff. Um, and I thought that it was just another way to conform. Um, me being a slight rebellion to that, it was definitely something I was trying to move away from. Little did I know that introducing structures and daily rituals would would save my life in so many different ways. And it's not until I really started writing down and thinking about this episode, I realized how damn limiting many of my beliefs were about this. So it's definitely something that, you know, you go through this process of, yes, it's beneficial, no, it's not, and and all of those sort of things. But I think ultimately is is what I, what I love about the the looking at how things are going and what we are doing. I think habits are really important and certainly rituals are in order to help us not only achieve the goals that we're looking forward to in life, 
richer, better levels of performance productivity. But I think also is it allows you to increase your resilience and it allows you to manage your days in a more effective way. So I think there, there is a huge benefit to your habits and daily rituals. I think the, the problem is, is there's so many different areas that we can look at and implement new things. And quite often what we do is we do overwhelm. You know, one of the biggest reasons for me anyway is is the reasons why New Year's resolutions will be failing um, is the fact that we try to change too much too quick. You know, the, the conversation of this year I'm going to lose weight on, you know, just after they've um, blasted out on Boxing Day, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, and they're feeling a little bit gluttonous. Um, it is looking at that and going, right, okay, I'm going to start going to the gym. And rather than slowly implementing change, what they do is they just go, okay, I'm going to the gym five days a week straight after work. And it is just such a, a change of their current way of living that they naturally rebel. Also is there is a big part where people don't want to do the hard work. There is a big part where people don't want to go through those those challenging things and do that. Which brings us to the first question. Um, Angela from Glasgow in the UK, um, she sent me this question. So first of all, thank you very much, Angela, for sending me the question. And the, the question is, I would like to create new habits, but I seem to always fail because it gets too difficult. So there's a couple of things um, here, Angela. Um, and the first one is, please watch your language. And what I mean by that is you always fail. Now, I don't know you. Um, we may have met in some way, shape or form. But the question is, um, you said always fail because it gets too difficult. The truth of the matter is you will not have always failed. I don't believe that everything that you have tried to implement, you have failed. I think the problem is, is you may be a little bit disheartened, a little bit overwhelmed, and you're looking and edited the information. Remember what we talked about in the last episode, you've edited your information to fit how you are feeling currently. And that is one of the benefits of journaling is being able to look back and going, actually, that is not necessarily true. So always is a very limiting um, word when you are using it in the context that you are always be happy you know, that sort of thing, always be something positive, but watch the language, how you're speaking to yourself when you're saying you're always failing. It's, it's a huge limiting belief. And there were, if you stop for a second and think about things that you have done in your life, there will be examples where you have gone through those challenges, those, those moments of difficulty during your um, implementation of something, um, and you would have succeeded. Most common example would be driving a car. You know, if you remember what it was like when you first got in the car and you had to learn the observation, the gear selection, remembering what gear you're in, clutch control and the balancing act between the clutch and the accelerator for getting the bite, that's a huge amount of um, cognitive load that is going into your head and you are trying to remember everything. But what I also want you to remember is that, that all of a sudden is, is it just clicked. It would have been really difficult. There may have been moments where you just didn't think that you were going to be able to drive past your test and everything else. But there would be a moment where everything all of a sudden just clicked and things became a lot easier. So, for example, is, is you didn't have to think about what gears you were in. You didn't have to, you know, really concentrate on getting the bite for the car to stay on a hill or any of that sort of stuff. 
it just became a natural process. You naturally know where you need to go for an indicator or whatever in the majority of cars once you get used to it. These are all habits. These are all the ways that your brain will control everything and go, okay, we can make life a lot easier. We know what we're doing here. We'll take the rain. The other thing is, is what you will may also notice as driving is you will have specific routes that you will take in order to get to a certain location. And that part of that is, is because it makes life easier. If you've ever driven in an area that doesn't, that doesn't, you know, it's not your local area, it can get you to feel really, really tired. It can get you to feel because it is an area that you are not particularly concentrating on and you've never been there before. So there is a heightened level of your brain, your conscious part of your brain, trying to work everything out. The stuff like driving becomes unconscious, which is really what the habit is about. It's about starting turning things into a more auto automatic way. You may have even experienced those times where you've driven to somewhere and you sit there and go, uh, did I actually go through those traffic lights? Did I go through a red light or something? Because I can't remember actually doing it. It's because it's become so natural that it just becomes second nature. Now, that doesn't mean that your brain wouldn't kick in if someone crossed the road or a red light came on or something like that. But what it does mean is there's an awful lot of that process that has become an unconscious thing, which ultimately is what a habit is about. The skill and the stuff that we're going to talk about today is, is making sure that we are choosing the right habits to work on and making sure that we have got those things that are going to help us move us forward rather than the things that are either holding us back or stalling us in our place. The other thing is, Andrew, I'm afraid, you know, creating habits, creating change, implementing positive, um, positive change in your life requires work. It requires consistency, repetition, determination in order for you to break through those barriers part of that is maybe the language that you're using but it's and you need to have that you know you need to have a little bit more respect for yourself in order to move forward and take you to the, the place you need to be but you know if you are wanting to create these new habits and you fail how many times are you failing before you give up um there's many people that I've met and interviewed, and I know there's been times when, even when I was looking at recovering from my illness, the the structure that was implemented in me to, in order to get my my body, mind, and soul, and health, and everything into that place required a ridiculous amount of effort in order for me to do that. And there were days where I just went, I'm not, I just don't want to do this anymore. Um, and either my self talk decided to change and g me up. Or I had the support of my um, my wife and my kids to kind of like say, come on, let's go. So there is that huge importance of when you're starting to do a habit, not only to get that support from the internal self, but also to look external and do it with a group of people if it is something that you can do with a group of people. Or um, get someone to hold you accountable and you know have penalties or something for, for that sort of thing. So I think it's... I don't think it's a fact that you always fail. I think you can achieve this. I think you've just got to give yourself some patience. And sometimes, unfortunately, Andrew, it's a kick up the backside just to get you into gear. So let's move to the next question. Question two is from Josh in Portland. Um, I'm beginning to think that could be Oregon, but if generally, I think I've mentioned this on a previous episode, I don't know many locations in America unless there has been a natural disaster 
from a movie and it's been wiped out by a tsunami of 300 feet tall or something. Um, but I think it's Portland, Oregon. Um, but Josh, hello, and thank you very much for the question. So his question is, what types of habits or rituals can I add to my day to improve my productivity? So this is a really common question, Josh, um, because productivity is one of those things that keeps coming up because we all want to be productive, you know, as business owners and entrepreneurs, and, and from any walks of life, we want to be as productive as, as we can in order to get the most out of our day and give us possibly more free time to be able to spend with the families because ultimately that's got to be a part of a goal. So um, let's think of this. So first of all, first thing I would suggest is what you do is you write down all of the tasks that you do on a day-to-day -day basis. This gives you two benefits. Number one it's checking the efficiency test. It's checking to see how you know. Do you have any tasks that you seem to repeat? Are you um, when you write them down and you actually put them almost in a structured form? You can possibly also look down and see. Okay, this could be done better and better simply by actually just getting down there. But that's not really a ritual. That's just something that could be beneficial to you. The other thing is, is you're documenting your process. And that becomes very handy if you start employing a team or you're hiring a VA or you work with a virtual team. Because what it means is, is you can quickly delegate that task over because you have that process and uh, system written down. So it really, really helps you there. The other thing is, is before we go into the actual strategy I want to uh, give you, is by doing that, what you can also see is you can also see if... Um, Platforms like um, Zapier or, or IFTTT, I think it is, or I think there's another one called Automate, which I saw the other day. Um, it gives you an ability to help you have a look at that and see if you can use a Zap or something to help reduce that um, system. But we can talk about that on another episode. So the strategy that I'm going to give you, because there are a few, um, but without really knowing exactly what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis this is probably the one that I'm going to give you and hopefully it will um, it will help you. The first thing is, is what you need to do. One of the biggest mistakes people do on a day-to-day -day basis um, is they don't really plan what's going to happen for the next day. They have their week all planned out in the sense of what appointments and stuff are going on, but they may not necessarily have a, um, a structure that allows them to go, okay, this is what I'm going to do next. And one of my rituals in the sense of from my productivity is making sure that I'm blocking out a section of time at the end of each day to write down my plan for the next day. And the reason why this helps and the reason why this is a really beneficial um, ritual or habit or however, however you want to call it is I don't know about you, but I remember when I was in charge of a purchasing department at a printing company and I didn't used to do this process. I would be driving into work. I would have the idea of everything that I wanted to do, who I wanted to call, all of that. Of course, I never wrote it down, um, but I was doing it that way. And then as I walked in the front door and I was just about to sit at my desk, the phone calls would start, the emails would start kicking off. The people would be waiting at my desk to tell me what problems had been going on or what materials were missing or had been located in the wrong place or something like that. And all of a sudden is, is my plan just went to the toilet because and, and because I hadn't written anything down, because I hadn't given a, a structure 
or I didn't have a daily routine that allowed me to go, I know exactly what's happening. Um, I generally, my, I very rarely achieved the tasks that I wanted to achieve, but I also ended up getting disturbed so much that I couldn't really get back on track because I had nothing written down as, as my plan. So one of the things I suggest if you want a sort of productivity routine is at the end of the day, um, you know, put half an hour aside. You'll get faster um, because you'll get more efficient with it. But have some sort of process where you have like the overview of what happened today. Again, I'm keep going to keep going back. This is the benefit of the journaling process. But you go through what happened today and what needs to be achieved tomorrow, what your core outcomes for tomorrow. Sit down and go, okay, this is what I need to get done. These are the real important ones that there's no excuse have to be done. And then these are the other daily challenges that I'm going to have. And what you do is you just get them written down, have them written down. So when you are in bed, you you can relax because you know what's happening. And then when you are at um, waking up in the morning, you get up, you're motivated and you know exactly what's going on because you have that structure, you have that plan. If when you're sitting at the desk and all of a sudden there's a phone call goes to tell you that there's a problem, you can come back to the desk after you've sorted that issue or that phone call or whatever it is, and you have that information in front of you that's still telling you what the core tasks are for the day. So by doing that on a day-to-day basis, it becomes a ritual, it becomes a, a, a habit. What you've got to make sure is, is the bit that can feel uncomfortable at first is the um, blocking the time out because if you've never done that before, you might not know how long it's going to take. This is the pain barrier bit of you introducing a new strategy that you've not done. But if you've got all of that sort of stuff, now I still do that even though I use um, Trello for my projects and Asana for my daily tasks. I still have my um, you know, my review of my journal. I've got my Trello board and I've got my um, Asana task list done. And I can sit down and I go, okay, this is this is my plan of action for tomorrow. Because you need to have the confidence. A lot of it is, is we, we fail is, is when we don't have confidence in knowing what we're doing. If you have a plan, if you have a ritual that goes, okay, I know at night, this is what I'm going to do. Now I have a one on a Sunday that allows me to sit down and go, okay, this is what the plan of attack is for the week. Um, but I review that in conjunction with all my other data in order to help me to do day-to-day planning. So hopefully that will help you, Josh. Um, but if it doesn't, send me an email and we can um, we can sort something out and break um, and break it down for you as well. So the the real importance there is is put some time aside in the evening, set go through all of the data that you've got in order for you to get the right information for you to create that plan get it written down, whether you want to use a, a template, you know, that, that would be another good thing to do for your ritual is to create a template once you know what you're doing, to make life easier to ask you the questions. And all you're literally doing is filling it in. And then you can get ready for the next day ahead and, and hit that ground running. So what is the next question? Question number three is John from Broadway in the UK. I have been to Broadway, John. It is absolutely beautiful there. So I'm, I'm hoping it's a nice sunny day up here in Newcastle. So I'm hoping you are having a lovely day as well. So um, let's have a look at their question. Why is it when I'm trying to make new habits, I get so tired? 
is there something wrong with me? Okay, so um, John, no, there is nothing wrong with you. I am, I'm sure of that. Um, one of the things we've talked about this um, in a, in some entirety in its question um, on one and two, you've got to think about when you are introducing a new habit or strategy, you are consciously thinking about it. So that means your brain, um, from a conscious point of view, that can't do the same processing or does not have the same processing power as your unconscious part of your brain, um, you are using a huge amount of cognitive energy in order to manage that consciously. So remember, we talked about in question one um, that you know when you learn to drive, when you're driving in a new place, you all of a sudden will feel knackered because you have just done so much more thinking as in active thinking cognitive thinking with your conscious mind that you have um you have kind of like gone wow that's I've, i'm just completely wiped so what you've got to think of it is a lot of this is a and your cognitive energy has a limitation the same as your physical energy so just like if you were going to go for a 10 mile walk you would feel tired at the end the same thing applies to your cognitive energy as well and the way I can, um, I'll give you an example. So when I was recovering from my illness, John, um, one of the things that I learned was a, that the way that I could influence my body and help it recover was to introduce a structured step-by-step process. Included in that was I had to start consciously thinking about and checking how I was talking to myself. So I would think about the words that I'm using, how I was talking to myself, you know, how many times I'd looked at something and immediately thought I was going to fail at it and, and rectify that. And sometimes that structure I would have to do, um, let's say, for example, tiredness, maybe one that I was using. Um, I would have to do that maybe 10, 11, 12, 20 times to tr- teach my brain or teach my response, my mental responses to go, actually, it might not be real tiredness, it might be the fear of tiredness, or it might be legitimate tiredness, or something around that. And I would be absolutely drained. So part of that was because I was consciously thinking about so much, where, you know, normal, 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 healthy human beings, you know, people who uh, don't have to think about this thing, that doesn't even come into their purview of concentration. It just It's just something they do. They get up, they act on their day, and that's fine. When you are introducing a new habit, you, there is already resistance because there is it is something that you have not done before. So therefore, what you are doing is, is not only are you combating maybe old strategies that you have done before because of that great saying, if you keep on doing what you've always done, you'll keep on getting the same results. If you are implementing a new habit or a new strategy, then actually what you're also doing is is you are combating those limiting beliefs and those limiting things that are you're ultimately wanting to change. So therefore, you've got almost like a a, a neurological network of of instructions that are telling you to do it one way, and you're rewriting them and changing it so there's there's a there's a there's technically there's an internal conflict going on because the part of your brain the unconscious part of your brain that makes life easier for you is going no we know exactly what to do and what you're consciously saying is is maybe but i'm changing that to do something else so quite often that's where there's a there's a conflict there's a battle that battle generally is going on in our head which means that you're using a more 
um, more cognitive energy because you're consciously aware of what you are doing and you're also consciously trying to change it as well. So when you are doing that and when you are implementing those things, it is likely that you are going to get tired more because you're you're having that sort of tug of war with what's going on. But you are not, um, there's not something wrong with you. That's why you seem to get so tired. Uh, it's perfectly normal. Also, what you need, if it's a, there's two things. Number one, how big is that habit that you're wanting to change? Does it need to be broken down to make things easier? Because sometimes it could be too big and you're overwhelming yourself and therefore it's it's making it a lot harder. So, um, for example, do you need to break it down into more bite-sized chunks and build that process up and build that habit up in order to help you? Um, that's another thing you've got to be careful of. The other thing is, is how hard are you being on yourself to, to succeed? Now, there's, there's an important bit about motivation and determination and saying this is what I need to get done. But this also depends on you as an individual. So there'll be some people who can just go, that's what I'm doing. That's a rock. I'm going to go through it. I've got quite a few friends like that. Then there's other people that are um, extremely, they need to understand their own personality and their own way of doing it. It's not about creating the excuse, but what it is about, it's about going, okay, this is me and this is how I need to, I need to get it done. And if you are kind of like being really hard on yourself, maybe you're calling yourself everything under the sun because it's not happening as fast as you want it to, the, the pressure and the conflict that you are creating is going to create resistance. So, for example, when I was recovering from my illness and I was getting angry because I wasn't well yet, I'm not doing myself any good because I'm actually getting really, really stressed about it. Now, if you're getting really, really stressed about it, at least my belief and my way of thinking is that affects your um, the ability to have complex way of thinking because you're just responding in a reactive way. It's based on the fight or flight um, system of your body. So therefore, as you're not working with your mind and body to move you in the right direction, what you're actually doing is you're creating more resistance that's going to make it more challenging for you. So maybe take a step back, take a couple of deep breaths, give you permission to be a bit crap at this at first. Um, and the more and more you implement it, and the more and more you kind of go, this is part of the process, the chances are what you'll notice is, is this thing will uh, improve in how much you're doing it. Because the other thing is, is as we mentioned with Angela as, as well on question one, is you will be editing certain information that is telling you possibly a um an untruth because what we believe will will achieve now that goes both ways it, when, if you believe something that is positive then i believe that that's what's going to you know propel you forward if you believe that in something negative i think that that's going to hold you back and it's going to stop you from moving forward so what you need to do is you need to check what it is that you want to do is it too big then the second one is, is, am I creating a confrontation into it? And there's actually a great question that, um, that uh, Tim Ferriss talks about in, I think it's one of his, I'm going to turn to my books so the mic might change. A tool of Titans or Tribe of Mentors, it's in one of them. Um, and the question you ask yourself, what would I do differently if it was easy? 
is it maybe we're coming up to this and immediately thinking it's going to be really, really challenging, which then also creates some limitations on how we do it. Now, there's a thought, you know, uh, if it was easy, would you be doing something different? And if that's the case, have you thought about implementing that and trying that out to see if that's going to help you and, and help you achieve that goal that you're looking for? So just possibly those things may be um, of benefit to you. So I hope that helps, John. Good luck. Let me know what's going on. And, um, you know, any, and if you need some support, please uh, send me an email and we can get that sorted out. Okay, question number four. Siri, in Oslo, Norway. Uh, Siri, I hope, if, if you are the Siri, I think you are. Um, I hope you and your family are doing really well. It's been a long time since we've spoken. Um, and thank you very much for listening to the show. It's greatly appreciated. So what is your question, Siri? So I am intrigued to know what you meant in last week's episode about bookending your days. Can you tell me more? Of course I can. So bookending your day is a strategy that I have to make sure that I start and finish the day the way I, um, I want to go on. And it's a way of, one, you see, when we are, when we are starting our day, as far as I'm concerned, we want to be highly motivated, you know, full of positivity and ready to take on the world and the challenges that it faces. When we go to bed, what we need to be is nice and relaxed, nice and calm in order to nurture and help us getting good quality sleep that revives the body, helps our body and allows us to then wake up the next day to deal with the challenges, take it on and, you know, kick the, kick the day out the ballpark. In order to do that, what um, I introduce and what I teach is about bookending. And it's a strategy, um, I can't remember who I learned it from. Um, it was from some one of the greats. Um, he talked about a strategy, but I just happened to call it bookending. Um, so let's, let's break that down. So the first one is, is let's look at how we start our morning. We've, we've heard the sayings, you know, whoa, they woke up on the wrong side of bed this morning or... You know, all of those sort of things. And I think there's a huge importance is, is that generally how we wake up is how we take on that day. So if we are, if we've woken up and we, you know, bug eyed, um, we're just, we drag ourselves down to the bath, the, the, the whoa, all tongue tied. We drag ourselves down to the breakfast table. We kind of like shove something in our mouth that we don't even know what it is because we're just so in a world of haze, get into the car, head to work, and, you know, whatever happens goes on. You know, perhaps that we're, because of that, we're not effective, we're not efficient, we're not productive, we aren't meeting our high levels of performance, we're not being very resilient because we're in a low point, lower than what our normal optimum level is, and the day just progresses. And the way that I feel about that is is I just feel that if we're gonna if we want to create this amazing life for ourselves we've got to be in charge of as much as we possibly can and certainly that is giving ourselves the benefit of starting the day in the right place saying that there's there's rituals and routines that I do that I know some people don't um but I have this very um I've had this ritual now for the, since 2007 that I do every morning in order to get me into that right state of mind. The reason for that is, is, you know, I want to be in the right place. I want to be able to be, I want to be the best version of myself. I want to be the best coach I can be for my clients. 
I don't want to have to have all the other stuff in my head. Um, obviously, I'm human, and if some certain things will happen, that may have an effect. But I've also got strategies and rituals that I use to implement that to help me deal with that. So Siri, let's start firstly with our morning routine. So our morning ritual, our morning routine. And actually, if you listen to an awful lot of the um, the show, you'll see that I've now started to ask a question is what morning routines do you have? Because what I find fascinating is that many of these people we listen to, not all, I admit, um, the ones that seem to have the, the say that they don't are the ones with the young children and stuff. Um, but then there's other ones that do have young children and they have a, a ritual that they do. Um, they all have something, majority of them have something, sorry, that allows them to get into the right state to take the day head on. And for me, if they are, if they are ahead of me in the game, you know, if they're, they're kicking life out of the ballpark, if they're achieving higher levels of happiness and everything else, they have to be doing certain things differently. And I want to model that. Because if, if they are doing those things, that's not to say everything's going to be my cup of tea, but I'm prepared to try anything in order to see how it changes my day. So the morning routine is something that I do. So the first thing I do is when I wake up in the morning, let's say the first thing I do not do is I do not go to Instagram, Facebook, or emails. and make sure that they are not any part of my process. What is part of my process is making sure that I've got some real upbeat music that just puts me in the mood. Now, I love to sing. I love music. Um, that's not to say I'm a good singer, by the way. But I love to sing and I love music. And I want to make sure that my energy levels go up. So um, my, um, my, my alarm used to be James Brown, I feel good. Um, but my, my wife, after probably several hundred days of hearing that, decided she wanted to change it. Um, so, you know, we put something else on, but there's a specific, um, I have a specific playlist called feel good. Um, and it's all the music that I love that really gets me into a great state that I will play while I'm getting ready and I'll hum and I'll sing and I'll do whatever I need to do in order to change my state. So that's number one. That's for me. So I'm just going to explain Siri, my strategy and then, you know, you have an experiment and you have a look and the listeners as well about what can you do in order to improve your mornings. The next thing is, is what I do is I do my, um, when I'm, when I'm up, I will sit down and I will get myself sorted, get myself ready again, write music, everything else. Um, I experiment with cold showers and warm showers. It very much depends on the temperature of the day outside, to be absolutely honest. But, um, that is something that I will do as well. Then what I do is once that's done, I will come down and I will have um, a cup of coffee. I love coffee. Um, and I will sit down with my journal and I will review yesterday's journal and I will, um, and then I will start looking at today's and I will do my gratitude, what my targets are for today. I've already got my plan and review of what I want to get done um, today and over the week because that's part of my um my productivity and planning ritual that I, I implement and I go through that. So once I've done that and I've done everything and before I go into work mode or, or kind of like anything else, I then go back to um, somewhere where there's a mirror. Now, normally I do this in the bathroom, um, although I'm not particularly um, 
particularly bothered where I do it at my own home. But I'll go into the bathroom and I have a, a set of, um, it's not really an affirmation, but what it is, it's a statement of my belief. And that basically is to tell, ultimately what it does is it tells me, um, remember, I, I really don't care what other people think about how I feel about me, because ultimately the only person that needs to care about how they feel about you is you. So you've got to really get yourself into that state by reinforcing it positively, because I don't believe that that should be, you feeling good should not be reliant on other people. You putting out there in service and helping other people, for me, that's a big thing. But I am in charge of making me how I feel. I don't want to disempower myself by giving that to someone else. So I go to the um, the mirror and I do my um, my phrase, my paragraph. And there's one thing I've done, and this often turns a lot of people down. Um, but the one, the last thing that I always have to say to myself is, "I love you," because there was too many years where I hated myself. And for me, it was a really important thing to do, which was to make sure that I always told myself that I love myself in in order to get myself out of the dark and into something. Now, not everyone is going to do that. Fine. I challenge everyone to do that, to be honest. But um, if that's not your bag, then um, perhaps that's a work in progress that we need to get to. But I say it in front of the mirror. And I say it in front of the mirror because I want to look into my eyes and check that I am at my, I believe it, I'm congruent with the words I'm saying, and everything that I'm doing is moving me in the right direction. I will not leave until the words that I'm saying and the voice that I'm doing are congruent with how I actually feel. That, to me, is the, is the super important bit, because we can all say things that we don't mean. And actually, the congruence between meaning and the implementation of that is... Um, is generally what sets me up for the day. So they are my important ones. Then I, you know, I go on my day and I get I get sorted. I don't listen to news. Um, if it's important, someone else will tell me. But I generally list, look at you know motivating, positive, informational stuff that benefits me, um, and that doesn't benefit. That's just how I prepare for the day. So I'll read like Success Magazine or um, you know some of the other. I've got like an app called Pocket where I curate specific uh, content from specific um, um, platforms that allows me to actually look at things that are relevant to me. That's just how I plan my day. And that, for me, for the last seven years, has helped me um, become the person that I am today. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm pretty chuffed and pretty proud of that. So Siri, what you need to do is, or anyone who's listening to this, is you just need to look at your thing and go, okay, what can I do in order to get me to a better place than I am now? Now, this was mine was not done overnight. Mine was an implementation, um, you know, uh, test, test and and remo remove certain stuff and enter stuff. But it ultimately, what it's about is about helping me achieve X. And for me, my family and myself, uh, sorry, my family, my kids, everyone, my friends, everyone is going to be. I am going to be able to benefit them more when I am in my at my optimum level of happiness, fulfillment, and um, and performance. So for me, um, it's very important that I do that, and I make sure, unless it's an emergency, people do not bother me until I've done that, because it's important for me to make sure that I'm I'm at that stage. 
So then that allows me to go and deal with the day, how I deal with it, um, and take on the day, you know, and, and grab the bull by the horn sort of thing. So um, that is my morning set. And I think when you look at your morning routine, what you've got to look at in your morning rituals, you've got to go, okay, what, you know, for example, if you've got young children and you can't dedicate an hour or whatever um, to do that, then ultimately what you've got to do is, is what's really important. Um, and, you know, is there a way that we can, I can negotiate with my partner how I can implement this or do I need to get up a little bit earlier in order to implement that for me so I'm ready for the kids when they get up and get ready for school I think it still can be done I think all you've got to do is you've got to kind of like look at your day and go okay what it is and maybe you just start off by listening to some good music maybe adding a meditation in the morning and going through a journal practice that doesn't have to take hours you get better and better with it maybe at first you just do a meditation it doesn't matter. What it matters is it's about you building that ritual up to, that makes you in a better place. And that for me is the, the sort of the morning bookend. Um, the other thing is, is the, you know, we take an awful lot of thoughts from our previous day into the next day. So this is why we have the nighttime book uh, bookend. So the night bookend is, is, is a little bit different. Um, what I do is I start with my journal, I'll end my journal, I'll go through it, what was great about today, what did I learn, what am I grateful for, that it doesn't take very long, you know, we talked about the five minute journal in the last episode, you can do that in five minutes and it's done. I then do a sort of 15 minute, if I'm feeling really luxurious, I'll do a 30 minute meditation, it really is what it's about, it's just about centering myself again, whatever has gone on during the day, I just need to bring myself back to the um, the optimum level um, you know our, our bodies respond better at homeostasis when our, our sort of to manage our stress and everything it wants to get back to that we have to give it time to be able to do that and for me is the meditation at night is just one of those ways to sort of calm the day if I'm if I'm really lucky I may add one into my um, morning routine but it's not a, a, a massive important rule for me to do it in the morning as long as I get to do it at least once a day so I do my meditation and then I come, uh, you know, I come back and I just start closing down the day. So, um, you know, I don't, I won't access any work emails. I generally try not to even look at social media and stuff from sort of about half past eight, nine o'clock. So it can just allow me to sort of start calming down the, and then the other thing is, is then, you know, I'll go, I'll, I'll go to bed at probably, probably 10 o'clock. Um, and just listen to an audio book to help me sort of close off. And I, I'll uh, before I've done that, I'll go to the mirror and I'll just go, you know what, you've you whatever. I've, uh, I'll review the day and give myself a little bit of a talking to, um, and then go to bed. And for me, I by the time I hit the pillow and by the time I'm sort of lying in bed, I'm relaxed, I'm calm, I'm ending my day how I want to end my day on a positive note. And that allows me to sleep better because I'm, I haven't had those, um, you know, I haven't been talking to myself badly by the end of the day. I haven't been beating myself up about something. So I'm finishing on a positive note. The other thing is, is if all of a sudden I wake up with a racing mind and, you know, you, most of you will probably have experienced that where you just cannot go to sleep because you've got things going over and over and over in your head. 
I put a notebook next to my bed. And if I wake up with that, I'll jot down those notes. And it's what I call a brain dump. So it's literally getting the thoughts and fears out of my head, sticking them on a piece of paper, and I'll go, I'll deal with you tomorrow when I'm when I start when I start work. For me personally, I am able to go to sleep a lot quicker and a lot better and more effectively in those moments. But it just allows me to sleep and I sleep far much better. And I will listen to um, hollow sync sounds or white noise just to be able to drown out anything that possibly is going around the house. I try and keep my environment as quiet as possible in order for me to um, maximize me to get into that healthy, good sleep place. And we know sleep is really important. Um, in fact, we're probably going to get someone on to talk about sleep and to talk about different sleep routines and stuff. But that's really how I bookend my day. And that's how I start my day and that's how I end my day. Majority of the time is exactly the same um, process every single day. And it gives me it, it gives me a sense of peace because I know what I'm going to be doing. And I can just get up and I can start the day I'm lucky because I work at home, so I just need to walk into my office. But ultimately, it is just about, okay, let's 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 go. And bookending the day has been one of the best habits that I've and rituals that I've introduced. So, Siri, I hope that helps you in order to um to look at yours. And what you've got to do is you've just got to look through your days and go, okay, how do I want to end my day? <coughs> sorry, how do I want to end my day? I'm um, sorry, how do I want to start my day? And how do I want to end my day? And what can I implement? Like I say, it has to be based on what is right for you. I'm not one of these people that says you should do this. And this is the only way to do it. I share what worked for me and the backing up between that. But what we have to do is create your own individual bookending strategy. Um, and that is what I always uh, put in. It's about things that in the morning boost you. And then the things in the night calm you down and relax you um, because they are the states that you need to be in when you're going to sleep. You need to be more relaxed when you're about to head off for the day and whatever things are going to happen that day, you need to be at the, 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 your peak level of performance. Um, uh, actually, uh, here's something I've, I've, just I've just remembered and I should have mentioned that. My nighttime routine, we've, we've added something, my wife and I, um, um, we go for a five-mile walk. Um, probably just after uh, tea time um, in order to kind of, you know, with my wife and I, we just put the world to rights um, for our, on our five-mile walk. We get back, we chill out in front of the TV, and then I introduce my um, my strategy to bookend. So that is something that we've just implemented, um, and it seems to be working really, really well. So that might be something that would be um, useful to you as well. And being in Norway, you've got some amazing... Um, scenery and everything around there so being in nature and stuff might also help as well so hopefully hopefully that has helped so now what we're going to do is um let's just reiterate on one thing implementing new strategies and rituals takes time effort energy and what you need to do for me the first rule is you need to be kind to yourself once you've set that intention you need to be kind to yourself you need to understand that you are not going to immediately just achieve this with one go. Failing is part of the process. And never be afraid to tweak or make it easier for you to get the same result that you're looking for. You've just got to give yourself time for the implementation to take place. And that happens through repetition and consistency. 
You know, you're not going to learn anything. Nothing is going to change. A new habit is not going to be formed in just 24 hours. It can take days. It can take months. So it's it's it, it, you've got to give yourself permission to do that. Some people say it takes 30 days to create. I'm, I'm not 100% sure about that one. Um, what I do know is it takes just determination and, you know, that consistency to implement. But all you've got to do, and you've got to have the intention that you want to do it, and it has to improve your life. You know, why the hell do we do it? Don't do it because someone else is saying you should do it. Do it because you can see the benefit of doing it. You're going to be more motivated when it's behind, when you are the force of nature behind it rather than someone else is the force of nature behind it. Even if their intentions are good, you need to stop for a second and go, why are they asking me to do this? So I think that's a really important thing. The other thing is I would love to know, do you have rituals? Do you have habits that have really helped you? You know, jump over, either share them on the Facebook um, group, Jeff Nicholson UK, um, or make a comment on the pages, on the um, show notes, on the blog post, which, you know, you can access to on, on the website, which is jeffnicholson.uk. Um, just really makes, it's really interesting to know what different strategies and different ways and attitudes and things that you've done. Do you bookend your days? Maybe you don't call it that, but do you have specific rituals in the morning that helps you get prepped for the day to help you kick the day out the, the ballpark? Or do you have nighttime ones? Which ones do you like to use? And you know, I'm always, always um love hearing from you and i just want to take this final opportunity just to say thanks very much for listening have an amazing day uh, and i'll speak to you soon so for those of you who are interested in working with me in creating and living the exceptional life then it's i've made it really really simple for you all you need to do is jump over to www.successiq.co.uk where you will find all of the solutions, all of the different programs and services that I offer, including you can arrange and book a free consultation call with me for 30 minutes, which we can sort of discuss what you're looking for and everything else. And at the bottom of the page, you can also find how a quick link over to the podcast to catch up on any episodes that you may have missed. So that is www.successiq.co.uk. See you there. So firstly, just let me say a massive thank you to all of you who've taken the time to listen to the show. And for those of you who are sending me emails to give me feedback about the show, what you like, what you'd like to see, I am extremely grateful to you all. I would be really grateful as well if you have time and the inclination to jump over to iTunes and leave a rating and review for the show as it really does help me stay on my mission, which is to help people create and live an exceptional life. Finally, you can get hold of these podcast show on many different platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, all of those ones that you probably listen to regularly. Um, all you need to do is hit subscribe and get them straight to your phone, which makes life so much easier. So just finally wishing you an amazing week. Take care and don't forget to keep pursuing the exceptional.